Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever the podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I'm the Genius. Finishing up our divisional series with the NFC West, talking about 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals. If you have not finished your drafts, maybe you have a draft coming up in the next couple days before the season kicks off on Thursday. That's right, this Thursday, the Chiefs and the Texans kick off the 2020 football season. I know I'm excited. I hope you are as well. So if you have a draft coming up, we got you set. We're going to finish off our divisional series on today's podcast. Talk about who we like in that division, uh, what we think is going to happen by the uh, division winner, and so on and so forth. But before we do that, uh, if you have not followed us over on Twitter or Instagram, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Mastermind chat is available weekly, monthly, full season pack is available. And again, if the season does get cut short, whatever is left in your week, month, or full season, we will refund that or put it towards the next year. So don't worry about getting left in the dark. We will make sure you are treated right if the season does get cut short, but hopefully that does not happen. So as I talked about today's podcast, we're going to talk about the NFC West, talk about what's going to happen in that division, who I think is going to win the division, and that much more. So let's jump right on into today's podcast and talk about it. Talk about the 49ers, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. Who's coming out on top? I think it's, uh, again, I think it's going to be the 49ers. I think the 49ers are just too good on both sides of the ball. They have plenty of depth on both sides of the ball. They're the, probably the best defense in football, along with probably the, one of the best running, running, running offenses, um, in the 49ers as well. I mean, they got plenty of, they got Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman. Jarek McKinnon. They got a lot of weapons there in, in the backfield, and, and I think the passing game is also going to be much improved from last year. We're going to see a better Debo Samuel once he's able to get on the field. We know what they have in George Kittle, probably the best tight end all around tight end in football. Yes, Kelsey might have been edged um, in terms of uh, receiving um, as a fantasy tight end, in my opinion. But as as when it comes to all around tight ends, I think George Kittle is by far the best tight end in football. The way he run blocks, the way he re- catches the ball, what he does on, on on for that offense in terms of running game, in terms of passing game, in terms of his actual receiving, all of that and much more. I think George Kittle is by far the best tight end all around wise in football. So I have the Forty Nineers. Um, winning division at eleven and five. I have the Seahawks at nine and seven, and the Rams both at nine and seven. But I think the Seahawks are going to win the division. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, win the tiebreaker between the Rams. So I have them number two over the Rams, and I have, I have it followed by the Cardinals at seven and nine. I think it's be a very close, tight knit um, division, just like all the divisions. I think this year is going to be a very interesting year where we're going to see a lot of these divisions come down to the wire, much like we did last year. But I think even more so this year with the lack of uh, practice time, the la- uh, zero preseason games. We may see a lot of teams struggle out the gate. Um, injury might be a big. Di- Usually, we we worry about injury anyways, but I think with the lack of practice, no preseason injuries might be an issue as well. So I think these divisions are all all going to be very close, tight knit divisions, and I think the West is going to be no different. But I do have the 49ers winning the division over the Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. So if we jump right in, in, into the uh, divisions, let's talk about the Cardinals on, on offense first. Bringing in De- DeAndre Hopkins, um, letting uh, David Johnson leave. Uh, 
I think for both teams, I think it was a nice trade for both teams. I think the the uh, the, the Texans brought in a running back that, that they needed. I think they also bring in Cooks, hoping that Will Fuller can they can handle the workload. I think they have Randall Cobb there as well. So I think they do have plenty of offense at, at, in terms of Houston. We already talked about them. We're talking about Arizona. I think DeAndre Hopkins coming into Arizona is a fantastic move for this for this Cardinals organization. They bring in a legit number one option um, to replace Larry Fitzgerald as that number one option. As we know, Father Time is undefeated. Eventually, he's going to catch up, and I think. In the next couple of years, we're going to see, start to see a real decline in Larry Fitzgerald's um, play on the field, and that bringing in someone like Hopkins kind of takes it helps ease that. Um, once Fitzgerald does kind of step away from the game, a fantastic career for Fitzgerald. I think we're going to eventually next couple of years kind of see him kind of step away from the game. And I th- and I saw last year with, um, we we saw bits and pieces of him kind of giving away that number one role, who we thought might be Christian Kirk. But obviously, DeAndre Hopkins coming in is the number one option in this passing game. There's plenty of talent in, in the receiving game. Uh, Christian Kirk, we talked about, I, I think a, a very up-and-coming young receiver who I think, just like Kyler Murray, is going to grow into his, to his role in this offense. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, I think he still does have a couple years left in him. He may not be able to put those, get, those uh, games together like we saw during his prime, but he definitely does have ability. He still has uh, pl- uh, years left in, his, in those old legs. And Andy Isabella, Isabella is a player that I'm definitely interested in seeing. Um, likely, he's not going to be drafted in any of your drafts, but he's definitely a player that I'm going to be keeping an eye on in uh, for the waiver wire because I I do think Arizona is going to want to see him kind of get more involved in his in his passing game. And if they do kind of tr- try to maybe kind of not really push out Larry Fitzgerald, but uh, but uh, allow him to kind of step away in his own terms, maybe we see more of Andy Isabella in 2020. And I do like his upside um, as a possible. Waiver wire pickups. So definitely keep an eye on Isabella in the waiver wires throughout the 2020 season, especially um, with players. Obviously, we're, we're going to have to worry about players t- testing positive for the virus. What happens if that happens? So if they do need depth, I think Isabella is a player that we might want to uh, be able to see as that depth. Keyshawn Johnson as well. Uh, two players that I think Isabella and Johnson can both kind of have an impact if need be down the road if something happens to one of the other receivers, whether it be injury, whether it be testing positive, whatever it might be, um, I think Isabella and Johnson are two players that I'm going to be t- keeping an eye on throughout the 2020 season. Obviously, we know what Ken- Kenyon Drake is on the offense last year, came into the Arizona, was a, an, an immediate impact for his offense. But again, we have not really seen him play an entire season so his health has always scared me. I, um, he's he's kind of had years to show me, to wow me, whatever you want to call it. He has not done that yet. Yes, he did come into Arizona last year and had a fantastic um, time once he did come over from the Miami Dolphins. But again, I don't know if I can trust him on a weekly basis to stay healthy, to have that impact. So I definitely do believe that Chase Edmonds is very much in, in play in all leagues. And I'm likely going to be taking a, uh, a few shots at him in, in, in all in formats, especially best ball. Because I do, I do think that there are some games we're going to see Edmonds kind of be that number one option in the, in, on the ground game. And I don't even see – uh, there might even be an idea that we may see Drake and Edmonds kind of have an impact. Um, both parties may have an impact, and we just don't know who's going to be on a weekly basis. But if something does happen to Drake, and there is a reason that might, we can fear that that might happen, Edmonds would step into a very uh, nice situation in Arizona. But as it is right now, I'm a little more down on Drake, and I'm very very much high on Edmonds in 2020. And as for Kyler Murray, I think Kyler Murray is, uh, has top five potential. I don't know if I um, w- would put him in the top three potential, but I definitely think he has top five potential and definitely in the top ten, which makes him a very solid starting quarterback on a weekly basis. Obviously, the only time I'm, I'm really going to likely look to maybe uh, bench a Murray is if, I, if I have a nice backup behind him and those weeks where he's playing the 49ers who 49ers have a stout uh, pass defense there in San Francisco.
I think uh, another player we want to kind of keep an eye on, likely won't do anything early, but Dan Arnold, the tight end there, um, has, had, has had some nice connection with Murray during this training camp. So definitely a, a player that we want to keep an eye on as the weeks start to uh, unfold starting this weekend. We definitely want to keep an eye on how Dan, Dan Arnold does in this offense from the tight end position. Next up in the NFC West, we have the San Francisco, uh, San Francisco 49ers. 49ers come in, I think, as the favorite in the division. I think it's, it's, you have to consider them the favorite in this division. Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. There's a lot of weapons in the office. They also bring in a, uh, Jordan Howard. I mean, I'm sorry, Jordan Reed, the former tight end for the Washington football team. And I think, yes, he has that, those concussion, um, the concussion history definitely is a fear of that. Definitely sitting behind one of the best tight ends in football, George Kittle. But I think Reed has also played. We want to kind of keep an eye on what they're going to do with him in this offense. Um, obviously, the 49ers are much more of a run-first offense <clears throat> with Mostert, with Tom Coleman, with McKinnon, and even with Jeff Wilson Jr. There's a lot of bodies there in that backfield. Obviously, to start the year off, we, hit, we do have Mostert as the number one option. But I think Tevin Coleman's going to have a, a, going to have a, a, a decent impact. And we can't uh, forget about McKinnon, who they brought in a few years ago, but has suffered some injuries over the first couple years with the 49ers here. So definitely Jarek McKinnon might be someone we want to keep an eye on as well. But as it sits right now, obviously Mostert's number one option, followed by Tevin Coleman, and then we get a Jarek McKinnon. I can see McKinnon being those, that third round back there in San Francisco. As for the passing game in San Francisco, Debo Samuel is someone that I definitely have a lot of interest in. The injury does uh, kind of give me a little pause, a little worry um, um, for redraft leagues. But from what I understand, he might be ready for week one. Um, most likely will be ready for week two. And there is a chance for re-injury with this injury. But it's, it's, it's something that we just have, to, just have to keep an eye on. So I do have him down to my ranks um, for, for, for draft ranks a bit in redraft leagues. But he's definitely someone I'm definitely going to target in dynasty leagues. And he's uh, a player that we can really Still, can still draft in redraft leagues, but it's definitely the injury we want to make sure we keep an eye on for Debo, Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk, uh, the, the rookie wide receiver the 49ers brought in. And from what it sounds like, Kyle Shanahan, he was the, his number one option at wide receiver. And with this uh, draft class of at wide receiver being one of the better ones, you got to wonder what kind of year he's going to have. If he is Kyle Shanahan's number one option um, out of this draft at wide receiver, you got to think that he loved what he uh, – has the potential to do in this offense, especially being a speedy receiver um, in a very high-powered offense in San Francisco. Jalen Hurd uh, sucks to see his injury uh, yet again. He's going to miss the year for 2020. I was very, very high on him coming into the season. I, I, I'm not high on Trent Taylor. I'm not high on Kendrick Bourne, Dante Pettis. Uh, the Hurd injury does not make me want to uh, go after one of those three receivers. Again, 49ers are much more of a run-heavy offense, rely on the defense. The passing game is kind of second fiddle to the, to the ground game. So I think it's Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and obviously George Kittle for the passing game for me, and that's about it in all formats. Um, absolutely love the running game. Going to have plenty of shares of Tevin Coleman and I think um, Mostert might go a little higher than where I'm willing to take him, but he's obviously definitely a play as well. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a fine uh, number two option at, at running, uh, I'm sorry, at quarterback as a backup option in, uh, for your fantasy team. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a fine option most weeks as well. Next up, Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Uh, re-signing Josh Gordon, and they bring in Greg Olson, the former Carolina Panther, to play tight end for the Seahawks. Obviously a lot of talent there on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense has made some nice moves as well. Uh, Russell Wilson is one of those players where 
Every year he seems to be up there as one of the best quarterbacks in football, but every week he's not a safe play because the Seahawks do want to run the ball and they want to run it most often as, as they can. So Russell Wilson, even at the even though at the end of the year he is one of the top quarterbacks, there are weeks that he kind of struggles to put up those numbers because they don't need to have him throw the ball all over the field like like some of the other quarterbacks in the league. So he's he's one of those players. If if I'm looking at the top tier quarterbacks, he's towards the bottom of my top tier quarterback rankings just because that fact that there is a chance that some weeks he will not have a big week um, just because of the just because the Seahawks are looking to run the ball much more which makes me again going back to players that are not 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 looked at as much as they should be is Chris Carson Chris Carson is always a player that a lot of people overlook I think it's a mistake I think Chris Carson is one of the better running backs in football yes he doesn't have a whole lot of um looks in the passing game but he does have plenty of looks in the ground game and we are talking about a Seahawks team that wants to run first um, with this pot with, with this dominant ground game at, in Seattle but if they do pass the ball they obviously have a couple of great options in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf I think both players can finish the year as top 20 options bringing in Josh Gordon I think Josh Gordon's a nice fit a nice bring in for another receiver I don't really think it does a lot to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf they are obviously 1A and 1B for this offense for Russell Wilson so I absolutely love Lockett and Metcalf for 2020 and I don't hate the idea of maybe taking a taking a shot on Josh Gordon late in drafts if you have super deep rosters, but he's not someone I'm looking to target. And as for Greg Olson, I'm not sure how many shares of Greg Olson I'm going to have this year. I actually like Will Disley a little more than I do Greg Olson when it's all said and done. By the end of the season, I do think Disley's going to have a little better stats than Olson in this offense um, at the tight end position. So I don't know how many shares of either option I'm going to have, but if I'm picking one or the other, I'm likely to have more shares of Disley, and that's going to be more of a dynasty play in my opinion. And as and talked about Russ Wilson, we talked about him quite a bit uh, when we started the Seahawks here. Um, when I'm looking at the top-tier quarterback play, he's obviously going to be one of the top-tier players, but he's going to be one, uh, towards the bottom of that top-tier quarterback play just because there are weeks that he's not going to put up those um, top-tier stats because the Seahawks aren't going to need him to do so on a weekly basis. And finally, we have the Los Angeles Rams. A couple years ago, they were playing for the big game against the New England Patriots, um, and last year, we don't really know what, ha- what happened. The team kind of fell off. On both sides of the ball, their defense really wasn't as dominant as it was the year before, and their offense really wasn't as good as it was the year before as well. A lot of that maybe had to do with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was suffering through injury throughout the whole season. Their passing game kind of hit their stride late in the year, but at the start of the year, uh, we saw the team kind of struggle on offense. I think this team can kind of be back in 2020. I do like Jared Goff as a possible sleeper this year to kind of bounce back from a kind of a meh kind of uh, 2019 season. So I think that we might see Jared Goff be a little closer to the 2018 version than there was in the 2019 version this year. So he is one of my sleepers that we can maybe target a little later in drafts. Uh, If we're talking about the passing game, I do like Robert Woods over Cooper Cup a little bit and I absolutely love the potential of what Van Jefferson might bring to this offense the rookie wide receiver for the Rams absolutely love him in dynasty leagues and I think he's also in play for redrafts as well as a late sleeper late flyer Um, as for the tight end position I think I do like Tyler Higby but I think there is a a path that he may have a down year this year because of all the success he had last year a lot of that came when Gerald Everett was hurt I think they do want to get both tight ends in play. So I don't know how many shares of, Ty- of Tyler Higby I'm going to have just because of where he's being drafted in, in drafts. And I don't hate the idea of going Gerald Everett a little later in drafts as a possible player that kind of breaks out after a down year from injury in 2019. 
and at running back with no more Todd Gurley. They'd bring in uh, Cam Akers, the rookie running back, and they also still have Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. Sounds like the coaching staff, everybody loves all three players, and they're talking about how all three can have an impact this year, which is not great news for us fantasy owners. But if I'm picking between the three, I'm hands down going Cam Akers. The guy has a lot of talent. He looks the part, seems the part, feels the part. I think Cam Akers is going to have a solid 2020 season as a rookie. Let's just hope the Rams do give him the ball. I do like the idea of Cam Akers being my number three running back in my fantasy leagues. And that'll do it for the podcast today. That finishes up the entire NFL with our uh, divisional series. We'll finish up tomorrow with my predictions for the postseason and maybe some uh, last-second calls. We'll talk about some options that happened, the Leonard Fournette news. We'll talk about the injuries. We'll talk about the the upcoming Thursday night game in the uh, Chiefs and Texans kicking it off. That'll be tomorrow's podcast. If you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Again, follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. It's not too late to become part of the Genius Mob or to purchase our 2020 draft kit. Yes, there's only a couple days left, but if you still have a draft and you're still kind of wondering what to do, our draft kit is still available. 1995 will get you that draft kit. Otherwise, take a look at our Mastermind chat. This year might be a little different, a little uncertainty what's going to happen in the upcoming season. With the possibility of players testing positive for the virus and having to sit out last second and you're, uh, on a Sunday morning, if you have their mastermind chat, 100% of your questions are answered at all times within 24 hours, most likely an hour or two will be, uh, um, after your questions get answered. I will get back to you as one-on-one access with yours truly via text message, always available right up to kickoff. So those late scratch uh, options that maybe you find a player that you need to find off your waiver wire, we can hit that up as well. Weekly, monthly, and full season packs available for our Mastermind chat. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram. More than happy to answer any questions you have about the Mastermind chat. Join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020 and bring home that trophy. Thanks for the listen. Let's dominate your leagues. Have a great rest of your day.